Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to The Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Michael Daniels. How's it going tonight, Mike? It's pretty good, Dennis. How's this week going for you, buddy? Not too bad. I mean, it's Monday. That's... Hey, what's the catch-up on the house? Anything else? Got new flooring last uh, week? Nothing Nothing new yet. Had a had a little bit of um, a busy week last week with work. Uh, we've got the next step I was thinking was grout, but I think we're going to do tile in the uh in the tubs around the shower um first before before the grout work i'm hoping to get over there tomorrow and thursday we'll see how that works and then uh this weekend i will be otherwise occupied as, what, as, what are you doing this weekend as mentioned as mentioned last week i'll i'll be i'll be down at, at, at your place that's some, right doing some nerd stuff some nerd stuff playing the games and we got we got our uh our live ep- another live episode coming. Yeah, we'll have to um, see, you know, get Bill or whoever. I don't know. Is there anybody else going to be there that I know? Yeah, Pat will be there. I think Pete's planning on coming. Trotsky comes. Sweet, nice. So, I mean, it depends when they come. Uh, yeah, last yeah. year was last year. The, the difficulty was that it was during um, St. Patty's weekend, and uh, yeah. some of our friends um, have alcoholism problems. So, well. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but they they love their St. Patty's Day. And, I mean, and that was... I, for for me personally, my heritage is Irish and German, so it's kind of inescapable. <laughs> it just happens, right? Yeah, yeah. It's in the it's in the blood, right? The 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 blood alcohol. I don't Content know. I, part, I, I, it, I was going somewhere with higher. that bit, and I don't I don't think that that really worked. But. <laughs> so that in case uh, our listeners haven't heard, I I do a. Um, me and several friends do a, a month, uh, sorry, monthly, a yearly game Annual. weekend. Uh, the history behind that, I'll expand a little bit next week, but the history behind it is that we all go to Gen Con, the largest board game convention in the, in the world, every year. And we uh, love loved it so much and always missed it. And about halfway through the year, we always felt like, oh man, I can't believe it's halfway through the year and we have to wait a whole other six months to Gen Con. So we decided to have our own game weekend and we would have all the cool people that we liked that were chill and liked games mm-hmm. and, you know, play for the weekend and do it just a 24 hour, three days, three day type thing. Um, so we, six of us got together and playing the weekend, made invites, kind of a little, I want to say exclusive list. That sounds worse than it is, but, you know, just the people we know that are cool. And we've been doing it for 11 years. Uh, people come Friday around five ish at the earliest and we they play we play games in my house for all night all day people are up all nights there's no one you know just people just don't crash or go to sleep they just stay up and then they people will fall asleep in corners underneath desks and <laughs> the the rule is that games come first so you can't complain about that uh, right, it's good right. time good good time we 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 always have lots of food and um just really yeah, good, I don't. Good meals and come I don't think before I moved uh, that I that I knew you well enough to have heard about this. And then you told me about it last year. But I uh, I was down in Lafayette for St. Patty's weekend with uh, with my brother <laughs> David. Right, right. So yeah, so it's it's pretty good. It's it's fun, and I always you know have a good time crashing. The house gets gets all crashed, and I try to put out all my geeky stuff everywhere. Um, so yeah. it's it's fun, and we're having that next weekend. Um, and then since you're coming, we're gonna do we're gonna record the front porch live at some point through there, and we'll have a lot of people come in and out. It's fun. Hopefully, we'll, it'll be a, an episode filled with games because we'll be hopefully playing a whole bunch of new games. I'm, 
I'm really it's been a while since I played some really good new board games. Yeah, we um, might might change up the format a little bit. We'll see. Yeah. So yeah, what definitely. um what what have you been doing last week? Anything uh, exciting? Last week last week uh, I didn't do a terrible a lot. Of, oh, wait, yeah, I did, but I'll save that for a later thing. There was something really fun that I did. Um <laughs> I'll talk to you about later when we, we get into more positive episodes. Um, more, more info at 10. Yeah, more info at 10. Uh, I watched, uh, I did watch our weekly challenge, which we can talk to about in a bit, um, which was fun. I got to um, catch up on all the things that I wanted to watch for Shameless. We had a discussion about that last week. Yeah, and I'm finally yeah. caught up to where I want to be. I discovered uh, that there's a whole season of that that I haven't seen yet. So I, I, started, oh, I started watching that last night and then uh, realized I was not quite awake enough to to be following everything that was going on so to keep going through that yeah. i did watch some it was had a discussion with somebody about star trek discovery so I watched a couple episodes of that to see like oh i'd forgotten about x y or z and mm. then kind of went back and i didn't watch them all just kind of bit pieced here and there which was kind of interesting and kind of fun sure. um watched some voyager and i bought thor ragnarok so i watched through that twice already nice which sounds really lame that I would watch <laughs> Thor twice, but you know, just it was just on, and then I watched it actually, w- actually watched it, watch it. It's a fun show, yeah. yeah. It really is. It's a good, um, a good fun ride for me. Uh, my brothers got uh, got going on good old Minecraft again. Oh, hey, cool! I don't know if you they, you, you heard about this. Your brothers are are awesome on 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 that game. Yeah, we're all we're all spread across the country now, and. Um, David, as we've talked about on the show, is is working for a contractor uh, for NASA down in um, in Titusville, Cape Canaveral. Right. And, uh, and his wife plays too, right? Yeah. And um, he he has a decent amount of downtime, I guess, at, at his at his job. In, insert comment about government contractors <laughs> here. But yeah. uh, he he was excited about because um, we'd always played the classic Java edition. Um, on on PCs and Macs before, and he's he was excited about uh, being able to play on his phone when he's at work. In addition to playing normally on his PC at home, yeah, which is possible now since Microsoft's uh, t- Play Together or something it's called, yeah, uh, right. pro- program where you can you can set up a, a Realms server and all the devices. Uh, except for, I think they're still working on the Switch, the Nintendo Switch, um, can play on the same server with with a couple caveats, right? It's the what they call the Minecraft Bedrock Edition, which is the new unified okay. name for Pocket Edition, Xbox Edition, PlayStation Edition, whatever they called all the different editions. They're all the same now, but the only desktop laptop computer operating system that's supported is windows 10 uh okay so you can't play from a mac you can't play from a linux machine um you mean you can still play the original java edition but this cross-platform one only works with with windows 10 uh did, did, which did they ever wait did they ever get playstation 4 because i thought there was like yeah, sony was like no we're not playing nice with this as far as i know i thought i saw it on the on the store, the PSN store, whatever that's called, the um, play together one. I know that Minecraft's on it because oh, my daughter wanted it, but I didn't oh, know. I, it, I, see I don't think saying. it does play together is the problem, which was the real mm, thing for me. I don't know. I don't know offhand. Well, I'd, so I had I had read where it says um, there was an article 
They said that Microsoft's partnership with Sony don't expect the PS4 version of Minecraft to support with Xbox or Switch editions anytime soon. Microsoft and Sony are talking about a partnership, but there are no concrete plans for better together to hit PS4. So Sony was being like, we're not going to, we're number one. We don't want to work with Nintendo and with Microsoft. Screw that. So I don't, I don't know if that was back in September, I think. But man, I, I don't really know if if it's support on PS4. It's it's a real issue for me because my daughter wanted to play it on on PlayStation. She wanted me she wanted to buy it on PlayStation. Um and I was like, I'm not gonna buy another version of Minecraft when you go downstairs, you can play it on the PC, which you always played it on, or my laptop. Um but if if I could get it on PS4 and play the same realms that I played on PC, then I'd totally do it that way. Apparently I was wrong. People have been telling me that it doesn't support the Switch, including my little sister who owns a switch but apparently yeah. it is the ps4 that's not on that list which yeah. makes me glad that i didn't buy the ps4 version because yeah um it's apparently they're they're still working on it i don't know whatever um I'll, oh i, I bet I'll, it's more I'll look, just douchebaggery than anything yeah who knows like uh sony in the ps4 version of their platform is is focusing really hard on exclusives which is serving them well uh, yeah. I don't know how not getting sales of Minecraft, the probably most popular game of all time, can be bad for them. But who knows? Well, well, I don't know. That's that's kind of debatable because when the, by the time it came out on PlayStation, it was already like it was already saturated. I mean, people still buy it, but it was really wholly saturated. Um, yeah, on PC and on Xbox. And and honestly, if you if you think about it from a a Sony perspective, it's that, you know what? We also don't have Halo and Halo makes a billion dollars, but you know what? We're still okay. And that's Microsoft's thing. And we'll let them go with that. Well, we, yeah, we but I'm right. sure that I'm sure that Microsoft and Bungie never offered them Halo because having Halo exclusive on the Xbox sells, sells uh, consoles for them. Like it's not the same thing, sure. but so to uh to to go back to my my personal experience about a, a week ago my brother started talking about this uh you know he set up a set up a realms account he and he and my sister-in-law and i think our other brother had gotten on by that point um and maybe his one or two of his uh in-laws what whatever sister brothers in law um my sister-in-law's brother and sisters there we go um had had been playing and so i started to look into it because i am a you know i bought minecraft like in 2009 or 10 back in the early alpha alpha beta when um <clears throat> when like mobs didn't do any damage and your tools didn't wear out and there was no food all that stuff um, right the game has changed a lot over the years uh and but I hadn't ever bought it on iOS and had never bought it for a console. And so I started looking into it and like trying to get it set up again on the other the the bedrock edition on my PC, which was running uh Windows 8.1. And then I realized that it had to be Windows 10, and I'm like, ah, I'm past the window for the free Windows 10 update. Like, I don't I don't, I'm not going to pay for Windows again just for just for this because it runs everything else fine, which everything else is any other video game that I play because that's what my Windows machine is for. Um, but 
after bulking at that for a while and i did buy the ios version so that i could play on the uh on the ipad when i'm not at my computer um you know it's like seven bucks i'm like you know i've i've gotten as many hours out of minecraft as i have out of world of warcraft and i've spent many years on and off over the last decade paying $15 a month for World of Warcraft. So yeah, yeah, right, I'm right. like, I can, I can toss them seven bucks and, uh, seven bucks is worth it. I mean, the for sure. PlayStation's costing 20 bucks to buy it. Again right. And that, and that's how the windows 10 version is. And I had a problem with, if you own the original Java edition, you're supposed to get a key for the windows 10 edition. Um, mine, when I tried to use it, said it was already claimed. And oh. so, so I talked to David because he, that's my brother. He, um, he is using my old Xbox live account and has been for six or seven years. When I switched yeah. from Xbox to PlayStation, I still had a couple months of Xbox live on my profile. And so I gave yeah. him the login cause he still had a 360. and I'm like, I'm not using this. So go ahead. Um, he totally claimed it, didn't he? I mean, he plays on it now, and I don't have an Xbox, so I don't need it. So I right. set up a, I set up a new live account, and it wouldn't let me use the key. And so I'm like, "Did you use the key?" Apparently, when he got the Windows 10 edition, he ended up paying for it because he it took him so long to try and get any response from customer support. Oh. So instead of bothering with any of that and wasting my time, I went, <laughs> I I rolled the dice and went on one of those. Um, third-party key selling sites oh he's admitting which, to the which i normally don't do like market like i make fun of uh my other brother andrew for for buying games on there i'm like yeah that's that seems safe um i mean you're not if you're just buying a key you're not downloading. so the worst case is like you buy a key that doesn't work and then you have to deal with tech support but it was a difference between giving like 27 dollars to microsoft for the license or yeah. giving eleven dollars to this website that's probably in Russia or something, and right. and so I did that and it worked. Everything's fine. Um, well, well, that's good. <laughs> um, I, I probably shouldn't have put any of that on the record, but n- n- <laughs> neither of our I, listeners are going to report me. So um, <laughs> I listen to you. The, so, the, so anyway, I, I, we've I been say- we've been doing that. We got a new uh, we got a new server because our our old server is no more. And, oh, they're and, doing me sad. It's it's, so sad. it's it's a little yeah, all the all the gigantic monuments and stuff that I built. But there's oh, there's something so there's something cool. It's like it's like when you re roll in, in WoW on a new server and you're just starting over completely fresh and there's no it's all oh, I don't know. It's all new fresh landscape and um you don't have to be I, I do I do love the game, it's just hard that it's just so hard to think about that. Sure, oh. yeah. But for me like I on the old server, I always have the memory of like my much too ambitious Winterfell project. Like <laughs> sure. for all for all those big monuments that I built that are really cool looking, I spent months and months trying to build Winterfell on a on a plot that was like it had like a three hundred cube diameter. <laughs> just Perfect. for the just for the walls, and the walls were like seven blocks high, double walls out of uh stone bricks that i had to cook and you know hours and hours in survival mode and i still like that's still there so if i go back there i'm like uh i know you are still playing survival right i mean yeah of course of course and the the interesting thing about it is that unlike a server that somebody you know zon or somebody is running nobody gets creative mode 
There's no like hacks admin. You're right. And so there's no there's no cheating. Everything everything we want, we have to we have to go get. We have to risk you know, exploring and good. And all that be. and all that kind of stuff. And the other thing that's different is there's no F3 overlay. I don't know if I don't know if you remember that or used that at I all, don't but in in the Java version of the game, if you hit F3, you get a like debug overlay which shows you like what you're looking at what time of day it is the seed for the server but the the important thing it it tells you what the biome is but the important thing is that it gives you your coordinates like the the coordinates where you're standing and the coordinates where your cursor is pointing what what block your cursor is targeting you can map your own way back so you can map your way back you're like oh yeah there's a there's a winter, you know, taiga biome at like 3007 and 209. And yeah. you could tell at a glance how far above the bedrock you were if you were down, you know, mining for diamonds or whatever. And there's none of that. So we're actually using um, using compasses to explore. Like a couple <laughs> times, like went down into the nether, went straight for a decent distance and built another portal, then went up because the compasses don't work in the nether and went up and went back to the spawn using the compass like went out in the nether because the because of the scaling and then right. came back to explore which didn't really find us anything cool so um david and i spent sunday a little too much time because we'd never found anything cool but um we started out with a couple of horses that i normally don't use because i started playing before they were in the game but you you move so much faster that it's it's hard to argue with and right. then um then when we hit the ocean uh we did some more exploring from a boat and uh the only only cool thing we found was a what they call mega taiga which okay. is um if you remember spruce trees yeah the, the dark big tall uh like coniferous trees they're yeah. like that but they grow four by four instead of one in some okay. places so they're really big ones like jungle trees okay um anyway we're doing that we built some i, I had i had I've, problems the, the problem I've i built had some with cool Mine- bridges the problem i had especially starting over with minecraft was that i don't have a problem i really liked the, the game a lot but um is that once i played it and i did what i wanted to do it was hard for me to not do anything else i didn't i didn't have any impetus to explore like you said, oh, there's there's a thing out there, but I'm not getting anything more. I mean, as long as I find my basic stuff to make, like you make pretty much everything you want within a decent amount of distance. Yeah, um, it for me going back to whatever version of the game it was where I made a big house out of red bricks, and then yeah. and then made the dome, uh, particularly in our 1.8 server where I built the I built the Sphinx and stuff yeah. like that. Um, for me it it goes back and forth between what cool idea do i have to build or right. what cool material did i find or did somebody else found and and i can get to that was why i built the sphinx like zon found a mesa which was a new biome it's like uh badlands in the western us kind yep. of all all different colors of clay yeah mostly mostly yellows and oranges and I thought, what what could I make out of this that would look right, that would fit this 
this material and this coloring. And now, it, you know, my uh, conclusion was uh, to build the Sphinx. Um, and so that's, you know, that's that's how it goes for me. Different different ideas. And sometimes I finish an idea and I'm like, okay, now now what do I do? Usually, I end up uh, interested in playing longer than anyone else like for a month after everyone else has stopped logging in like i'll i'll still get on because of the because of the zen nature of it you know i'll I'll put on i'll put on podcasts or an audiobook um and just just go to town at whatever i'm doing mining or terraforming or building right building building is the least building is usually the least zen because i have to figure out what i'm doing unless i'm you know like when i was doing winterfell i'm building a wall like once i have the first layer of the wall the the you know the one block high then it's just hours and hours of making it taller which is completely you know monotonous zen uh right activity yeah and and i i agree i i liked I didn't mind doing any of that either. It was, you know, I, I created an under a large underground castle and forest under at the very bottom of the bedrock. Mm-hmm. And that was really fun for me. And it was just a lot, a lot of just mining and carving everything out. And I, I had a really good time doing that. But the real problem was, was playing it with people and the better <laughs> together update was, is great because, yeah. um, because you, it is better together. It's, it's so much better when, we, when our friends and all, when we play it together, you know, I, like you said, the Sphinx or the Eiffel Tower, I'd go out there and like, oh, look at this, what Dennis has built. Or look what David has built and Abby. And they've got a whole thing over here. And sometimes it made like, oh, I could take a break from building my castle or something and then go see whatever else is done. And it's that was a cool exploring type. You come around a corner and there's, oh, my God, who built this? You know, which is which was really neat. And that is fun. And Minecraft is better together. And, and I think that's I, I really, really to step back from a big picture on this, I really, really like that they tie everything together and all their platforms. And I wish a lot of games, I wish every game would do that. Like by the default, you come out of the box and whatever version, PC, PlayStation, Mm. Xbox, you could play them together. And it's all political money wrangling stuff that gets in the way. That's all there is to it. I mean, there's a little, a little bit. I mean, I don't think we've talked about this when we talk about Overwatch. Like I wouldn't want, console players and pc players in a in a, of course we've established fps's uh, shooters are not my thing but i'm of the clear opinion that a person playing on pc has more control more precision than someone with a gamepad and so okay, I, don't, but, I don't think it's a level here, playing field here, here's the thing though here's how that feels uh, i played a little game that people might have heard a long time ago called everquest <laughs> and when that was out for what three four years before like the next real decent mmo came out everybody was speaking in the bible of of how important it was that you had grinding and how important it was that you had downtime that you that you got hurt and you had to sit and stare at your book and you know all these extra terrible things that were reasons why or technical reasons x y or z was the reasons you had to be and it was called um uh, like the the I don't know their their view or their opinion or whatever it was and it was their their way the vision is what it was trademark the vision of of MMOs and how they all had to work and then like World of Warcraft comes out and says nah yeah there's all these things but you know what no screw it we just do it and I think even even when we talk about technical difficulties between oh, okay PCs shoot better than 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 Xbox but you know what if I'm on a PlayStation 
I would just understand that and I would just play. Or you put a little toggle that says, I only want to play with PlayStation 4 players. It's a little checkbox. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that it can't that it can't right. be overcome like but if it can you, and they just don't it yeah it depends on it depends on the game like in most MMOs if they're not uh if they're not action based if they if they have targeting and things like um Final Fantasy whatever 14 does this fairly well like the PC players probably chat a lot more in text than than the console players but i played it on my pc with a gamepad we talked about this on the show and in a in a um in an environment like that i think it works fine um diablo was separate too once they put it on once they put it on consoles but i think it it could have been cross-platform it's not i mean it's action twitchy but it's not competitive so it's right. you know it could have it could have been fine but yeah a lot of it is probably um it's a combination of politics and technical hurdles it's the same reason that most game companies don't develop uh mac versions of their game is because they're just not enough and i was a mac only person for a long time and i was really irritated when a game was pc only but as soon as i got a pc i suddenly didn't care about playing on my mac anymore it's just there's not enough of a market for them to expend the resources to develop it for a different set of hardware um sure but 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 games that that are on the multiple ones i think that I, i i would want to encourage it um diablo was a perfect example i mean i'd love to be able to i played it on a pc and i've got characters that are a certain level on a PC and they're really fun. And then I have a friend who plays it on PlayStation and they're like, I want, you know, I, I want to play and like, I don't want to spend $35 on Diablo and start all over. Again. Right. Yeah. And, and the, and the licensing and and bu- buying separate is the, is the, um, is the big political thing. And I'm sure part of it, there's a, there's a, a section of that. That's like, you know, it cost them more to develop and maintain two code bases. Um, yeah. And so that makes sense, but the, I'm sure a huge part of it is the licensing. Like, um, you know, PlayStation or Sony sells PlayStation consoles because they have exclusive games, but I'm sure that they make licensing fees every time one of those exclusive games is sold. Right? right. Like, you can't, I mean, you can give games away uh, and as specials and stuff or as demos but you can't if you're blizzard say you know the customer gave us 49 dollars for overwatch on pc already we're going to give them a playstation license for free and sony is like no you're not yeah um but well you know there, there's there's some games that that do it and i'm glad that they do it and i do like I said, I, I enjoy buying those games, I think, or playing with those games. Uh, DC Universe Online, I think, did something like that. I played that one for a while. Yeah. Um, and that oh. game has... That game, I don't want to go too much on that game, but that game has, is so much fun and then has so many UI hurdles that are like, oh my God, just I just want to get a, a UI developer in there and say, just, <laughs> just start over with their UI. Their game is solid and great. Just start over with their UI. Or, or do do like Blizzard did and outsource it. Yes, um, just 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 do it. Yeah. So is, I, I, otherwise, I'd be like, everyone should be playing that game. 
Um, right, right. Anyway, I, I so yeah, that that, that was uh, I did I did like I did like the the Minecraft thing. Um, yeah, was, I'm so I, I'm bummed that it's not on PS4. When it when it comes out, I'll let you know. In the meantime, if you're on you know you're on your Windows computer or something, you want to fire it back yeah. up. If if your license works, like mine didn't, but uh, right, I, I do I do need to because I know that Sydney, my daughter, uh, always wants to play it, and and we stopped playing because we weren't. It's that same thing. Why are we going to play it when it's just there? Um, right, but we've got but, people Zahn and and Vicky are back on, which uh, you know was it's it's different. But my brother started it; it was going to be family stuff, but now it's cats out of the bag, so it's it's whatever. And and we're doing good. we're doing interesting stuff. I'm you know I I didn't want to spend this much time on this, but I in most of my Minecraft projects have been pretty solitary. Um, yeah, going back to whatever like five six years ago when i was working on winterfell and uh my brothers found it and they're like they're like oh we want to help and the first thing david does is build a like red brick house inside the walls and i'm <laughs> like i'm like you can't do that that doesn't go here this is <laughs> i i know you've never seen game of thrones because you're too young but this is <laughs> it's like a stone castle fortress like i'll put a village out outside the walls and you can build houses there Whatever. if you want but you and, go out there <laughs> and so and so that was my that was my mentality and so we're we're all a little older now and talking about them we're like do we want to do like i'm like yeah as long as we can agree on the aesthetic vision of what we're making <laughs> then then we can work together we can work on the same house or we can work on different houses in the same village and and have stuff that looks like it goes together and that's been that's been going pretty well so far. I built a I built a big bridge and Andrew said uh he told David uh from now on Dennis is in charge of building bridges cuz he <laughs> he was so impressed with the with the way the bridge the bridge looked. And nice. uh and just so you know, several of those bridges that I've built are made completely out of wood. So if you want to <laughs> if you want to finally get revenge oh, and burn one of them down. <laughs> I got to I got to I got to get on that server all of a sudden. Oh, uh, that was, I got an itch. That was like, <laughs> like if you imagine, I don't even know what to compare it to. It's like people play those, uh, those thriller <laughs> games like, um, dark souls and stuff with a lot of jump scares or like, uh, or like, wait, wait, you, you got to set this up. You can't say that. You get to what happened. Well, that, well I'm, 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 wor- I'm working up to that. So, you know, that, <laughs> you know, that feeling of panic, if you're playing a game like that and you get a jump scare <laughs> and your heart races and you're, and you're, you, right. you're panicked, help, uh, helpless, freaking out, kind of <laughs> like, um, like playing wow on a PVP server and you hear the sound of a rogue stealthed. Yeah. It's like, yeah, <laughs> and you're like, you're, right. you're freaking out, spazzing, oh my God, spazzing oh my God. around. <laughs> so in the pretty early days of our old Minecraft server, uh, before I even really knew you, like, I don't know if, right. Right. I don't know if we had even met in person yet at this point, right. um, you got invited to the server and I, I had a house made out of brick and I think I was working on the spherical, half spherical dome yep. made out yep. of stone. Okay. I got invited pretty late on this. Yeah. You you got invited in and, and you did, you did some cool stuff that I was like, man, nobody has done anything like this. Like you built a big, uh, like pagoda Asian style roof over part right. of our bridge and, right. a, and you built a big ship out of wood sitting in the water and it doesn't, you know, if, if Minecraft did right. not, but there's no ships like that. It doesn't float or anything, but no, it's a pirate ship. it it looked really cool. And this was a time where 
if you chopped the wood out of a tree, the leaves did not decay. They did not fall. So if you yeah. if you harvested out a tree, the leaves would just float there looking stupid. And <laughs> I've always, from pretty early in the game, been kind of obsessed with the aesthetics even though it's a weird game where everything is a giant cube like i I still want stuff to look not stupid mostly right it's a good way to sum that up and so i carried flint and steel on my bar so that after i harvested the wood out of a tree i could light the leaves on fire and they would burn up because you can't reach all the leaves from the ground like that was the most efficient way of of clearing out those leaves so they don't look stupid um, for that reason, I I never planted trees close to any buildings I built out of wood, and so <laughs> so one night um, somebody else was on the server. I think David was on. Uh, I think it was David. Too, yeah. I I go wandering around to see the stuff that that you've made. Um, and there's a ship, and I'm like, man, this is really cool. I'm walking around. You got little uh, captains' quarters, bookshelves all over, and I did not realize that I had my flint and steel equipped and and active in my main you know action bar and i clicked the wrong button whichever whichever right or left click it was were were you down down in the like cargo i was i was down in the like there were bookshelves and stuff and so like the the this ship is made of wooden blocks and bookshelves like and 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 uh like cotton for the sails yeah, right. wool for the right. wool blocks for the sails. I think fences didn't burn in this version, so there were some fences <laughs> and some stairs. Like there were some some blocks that still didn't burn normally. But the whole thing, but went like it whoosh. it caught fire, and like I I I panicked. I had a bucket in my inventory, so I went and got water and like dumped. But it it was burning so much faster than I could than I could put I anything out, and and I was just panicked helpless i like i like went back to my house and uh and got all of the all of the wood that i had that i had stored that i wasn't using that i hadn't already built into something like my my whole stockpile of wood and like put it all in a chest by the dock where the the ship was with a sign that just said I'm really sorry. Yeah, that's that's what I came back to one day. Was just like nothing there but floating like stone and some fences in the air and a sign that said I'm sorry. It's <laughs> like what? So, what happened to my ship? Such a such a giant moment of panic. I was like cold sweat. Uh. And I had no idea like who who did this? Who did this? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I didn't know it was fire. I thought they were just like. Actually, my first thought was that somebody used the wood. They're like, "I'm going to take all this wood because it took a while, take a while to get all that wood." I guess, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, like, oh my god! And the books, the bookshelves, get all the stuff and the papyrus. And, yeah, oh, it's like man, like was... I like I tell my family members sometimes like n- never attribute to malice that which can be easily explained by carelessness. <laughs> just like is in my bo- i remember you know talking to you, you were talking about it when you when i was on when you were on at some point later and you were like why did you even have flint and steel on your bar all the time and I'm what is like, that why would you just burn everything well right? i had this I had this tree leaf situation i wanted to take care of and on the flip side i did change uh change my um tactic down to later not too far away building it i said well I'm not going <laughs> to, it's 
<laughs> I was like, I'm not building anything above ground after that. Mm. And I went and I, I did. I decided to build an underground at the bedrock level, huge castle and everything was hidden. And there was a, I put trees and there's a whole forest down there at bedrock level that were, had candles that lit it and grew it all. Um, That's so crazy. It was like, I don't. Yeah, and I it had a huge that. moat that went around with lava and 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 water. Yeah, nobody saw it because nobody could get down to it. They didn't know it was there. <laughs> but like, it did. It did change. So that like, that that like a tree my, falls my in the forest. Right. My memories of of Minecraft were are, are really fun. Um, it is a little sad that Sydney plays. She plays in um, creative mode, and I can't disparage her because she's being very creative. Yeah. Like she she just wants to build something cool and neat and interesting, and then she. She also gets into really complex stuff of using the redstone and creating switches and different things, right. and mechanical things like, okay, I can't give you a hard time for doing this, but you know, I the thing, the thing I've, I was just starting to do when we quit the other server that I'm going to try and get into in this one is instead of just Googling people's uh, uh, blueprints for stuff yeah. and building it, which is still like the challenge of building something in survival mode with gravity and, and scarce resources and stuff is still, is still a feat to overcome. Um, yep. but I had designed a big building, a big cathedral, um, that I never built based on a, based on an actual, uh, cathedral ruins in Ireland. And, um, I had built it in creative mode with world edit and like copy and paste and stuff to make sure everything was symmetrical and then turned yeah. it into blueprints so that I could build it myself in, in survival. And to me, that's sort of the best of both worlds. Like you still have your own personal creativity, but you're not trying yeah. to, cause like it's a night and day difference trying to build something in, uh, in survival mode that you're not sure how it's going to look. So like you slap a couple blocks down and then you jump and run far away so that you can see it. And then you got to like build a tower of dirt to get back up there. It's right. It's difficult enough when you're sure of what you're doing before you start. But uh, yeah, I, I used to have, I used to get obsessed before we move off this topic. I used to get obsessed with um, the, the mechanism to make my mining efficient. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so like it, the last part of that, our last server, I, I was really wanting to, to make um, automatic sorters and right. put things in box automatically so that I could just go down and have a, an inventory full of stuff, dump it into a chest, and then it would be appropriately placed upstairs in the different huts that were all made for themselves. And that way I could actually make the thing I wanted to make. But I spent clearly, easily, half of my entire game time <laughs> building the mechanism to build the mechanism. B building you know? building systems to, to make systems. R right. Yeah. And so I, if I had just mined, it probably would have been just... And I did, I did some of that. Like, I spent a lot of time on our old server building a long uh, automatic minecart path through the nether, which was... Yeah very treacherous but i didn't like running through the nether like it it takes forever there's no right. auto run and there's ghasts screaming at you but right. uh yeah i i yeah. i do the same thing i you know when i was doing winterfell and again to a certain extent in um in the new server but especially in winterfell like i built a a cobblestone generator which is you know lava and water when they touch yeah. to make cobblestone and then a tree farm so that I could cook trees to make charcoal and then use charcoal to cook cobblestone into stone that I would make into stone bricks to make 
the castles and the walls. So it was completely, uh, (laughs) I'm going to say sustainable, but (laughs) renewable resources. Like once I got a bucket of lava and a couple buckets of water and some, uh, some birch saplings, like I had infinite stone. It was just a matter of working it, you know, harvesting all the, all the cobble, which I could do, like put a book on my keyboard or whatever, and then harvest the, harvest the, um, the tree farm every half hour or so. And yeah, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, I I, I don't know how we got into the Minecraft talk there for a while. That was, that was just supposed to be my, what I've been doing this week, but we've (laughs) used up up half our time. So, uh, something I have been doing this week though, I got to get to see, I actually sat and watched the, the end of the effing world. And I know we were supposed to, that's our our weekly challenge. And we were supposed to watch only a couple, but I watched them all. Yeah, so so did I. And and actually I did I'm going to I'm going to keep this in mind for next week. I I kind of went through I watched like 5 of them. Well, I watched one in one sitting like at lunch or something. And then I watched four more like on Monday or Tuesday night. And so yeah. I was done with the whole show by Thursday, and now I'm to the point where I'm like man, I don't even remember details. It all just blends together because <laughs> it was a while ago. Like our last couple weeks we've you know finished watching at least for me like sunday night or monday afternoon yeah so it's still pretty fresh in my mind when we talk about it but uh anyway let's uh let's jump right into that what do you what do you got what do you think uh i liked it i did um i will say that it's a it's a dark show it it seemed like it started out as a a comedy um and then it 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 didn't take a dark turn because it was always dark from the beginning, um, but it, it settled on its darkness and it's, its very serious it's in tone. Dark comedy. So, in, in case anybody missed the missed the setup here, we're talking about the Netflix original series "End of the Effing World." It's F with asterisks, and um, we watched the whole thing. So, we're going to talk about the sort of twist spoiler ending. As we always do, talking spoilers. Right. So, if you want to watch it and you plan on watching it, skip this chapter. So, I, I think I, I did like it. I thought it was fun. I loved the the, the adventure, you know, mode of the beginning, and mm-hmm. then they really started getting you into the characters, and then that's when it started getting like serious and more darker tone. But but it transitioned well because it was because of their kind of dark comedy part of it made you the characters kind of interesting and likable. Not kind of, he really did. Um, that I was sucked into like why they are, how they are mm-hmm. and how they got to be the way that they are. Um, and then, w- so when it took serious with that, with her dad and with his mom, um, it's like, Oh, I, I didn't realize I wanted to know this, but I do. And now I'm, now I'm kind of serious because it is serious Yeah, and it makes sense that it's serious because that's why they are like they are. Um, and which was cool. Um, I also really, really liked the way that the show was shot. I, I call it unique. Because I don't know if I've seen a show where they've got like two internal voice monologues going on at the same time. Yeah. Two main characters. It's, they're talking. It's a little – I didn't think about this at the time, but it's a little reminiscent of um, Arrested Development with the very active narrator. Except yeah. except that it's internal uh, internal monologues. Monologues. Yeah, yeah. They, they're literally – like some, and they do it so well. There's this scene in the scene in, uh, in the trailer where she's confronting her dad. And she says something, 
she she says something aggressive. Why didn't you tell me you had, had a had a son or something? And he says something snide back. And then the boyfriend comes from behind her and says, "Well, that doesn't give you the right to be like a douche or something." And she <laughs> says in her internal monologue, "I love him," you know. And, and and it's just that that's that that you know switch between what they're thinking and what they're saying. And it's like that that was such a cool way to do everything they do, you know. I, I think I'm especially at the beginning when he's like being nice to her or he's doing acting a little weird. And then he's like, I wonder how her throat will slice, you know? And you're <laughs> yeah. Like, early on when he, he thinks that he's a sociopath and maybe a serial killer, uh, yep. before the, uh, before the twist, how did you like, um, Yara Greyjoy as a, as a police, police detective? Oh, that's right. That was her, wasn't it? Uh, that whole, that whole part. I don't know. It was, I thought they were going to make that bigger than it, it was. It was a little but, awkward. Like once they introduced those character, it the tone of the show pivoted into something very similar to, at least from what I've seen, the first two seasons of um, Fargo, where okay. it turns into like a true crime style of storytelling. They've still got yeah. the internal monologues and things, but um, that's I'm, I'm sure we've talked about it on the show before. But Fargo is um, it's you know a they're they're attempting to uh, copy or or pay homage to the original Coen Brothers film Fargo uh, by telling a quote unquote true crime story. Yeah, which is just to say that they're telling a story in a true crime style, not that it is a true real crime. Yeah. Right. right. Which is a yeah, an important that, distinction. That. It's it's a little bit like we've talked about Lord of the Rings. It's more of a here is all the stuff that happened and there's no um there's no clear story arc or hero's journey or any of those kind of storytelling yeah, tropes because they're like these are all the things that happened. Um definitely right. the second and, half of the series uh felt that way to me. Yeah, and and I I got to say that because of that and everything else was kind of story driven or point driven or they were on this this journey type thing the rest the, the rest of that with the cops felt really out of place to me and and honestly I could have edited that out and not watched it at all and it wouldn't have hurt anything hmm. it, it, it really wouldn't have hurt anything the only thing that it matters is when the police officer the nice Yara you know goes and she confronts them and she's nice but right. honestly, if they had just Cause, not cause the guy, shown that... The guy that they killed was scum. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and he, yeah, he was totally a bad guy, which was an interesting... That was a really neat thing about the show is that, you know, he was determined to kill somebody. He was That's what he was going to do. I mean, the, the kid at the beginning establishes that he put his hand in the deep fryer to, to feel something. Um, yeah. So he's going to do this. You know I, he's going to kill somebody. I, I actually noticed that in the opening scene. Like, he's walking, and I'm like, what is going on with his hand? He looks like he's got, like, a 40-year-old's hands. Right. And th- then, like, in the next scene, they show that, that deep fry thing. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Right. Yeah, I mean. I, the- I do like how they hearken to it every once in a while. When she, she he, they're getting back together, and they're, they're, they're like, they meet back up, and she goes to hold his, he goes to hold her hand. And she holds his hand, and then she goes, "Oh, not with the gross one." <laughs> he switches hands over. <laughs> See, that's that dark comedy. Type. Yeah, yeah. And I mean the 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 tr- the second half of the arc with the with the crime detective story. I think it like if you didn't have that, there would be no resolution to this story because it's really it's really sort of a story about how all of the adults in these two young people's lives have failed them in various ways 
I agree. To I agree. various ways to varying degrees. Um, and even yeah. the most the most ultimately sympathetic of those characters, the the boy's dad and the girl's mom, mom. are yeah. still not like th- they failed them the least, but yeah. still but but still failed them. Um they did. Right. and there's something that I notice uh in this when I watch uh British made shows that are set in present day. Yeah. As opposed to uh, you know, costume dramas, historical yeah. uh pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Is and I don't know if this is actually true or if there's there's some confirmation bias going on here, but um it feels to me like British television, English television is more willing to cast uh, leading roles with quote-unquote normal-looking people. Like, they don't have to all be models or very famous actors like right. like we do here in the States. And again, yeah, like, I don't like know... The main, the main kid you're talking about, like? like the, in the, well, actually, all of them. The, the, the whole cast are all you're just, right. like, they're... I'm not saying they're ugly, like, they're they're generally good-looking people but not They're just normal not models like you see in on the cw or um right you know i agree with that i agree with that yeah they're they're, they're just normal people and and i thought that uh um yeah i, I mean i do i'd, I'd like to show I, I, again i want to say that it was unique yeah and it was different and if you want to watch a show that does it's it's serious for sure but it does have some comedy in it so it's good mix it's enough to keep you entertained and not for eight episodes, they're only short episodes, like twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, if it's, you want, it's I know good a lot of dark times comedy. I, like, um, did you ever watch Dexter? I, I did not watch Dexter. Oh man, that, I, it, that that one was hard for me to to, to bite into the concept. Hmm. I yeah, did. I could see um, that. I mean, we've we've established on the show how much of a fan I am of the of the flawed hero. So, right. uh, th- maybe that's that's part of that that's going that on one. there. It was funny to well, see they, him when we when we in a little bit talk about uh talk about game night it was funny to see michael c hall in that oh yeah uh, but but go ahead yeah no so if, if a lot of times you you when you watch a serious show or someone says oh we watch this it's really good and it's really serious that that you're daunted by the fact that oh my god i have to sit through x amount of hours right and and I have, i'm gonna have to, to get to a point and you really got to get your mindset around the fact that okay we're gonna sit down and we're gonna do this but but this one Lightened that up by the comedy here and there, and, and for sure there was yeah, and it, there was it's very serious stuff and very serious topics, but you know that you could have the little quips every once in a while that fit in there just right with the characters and 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 I did so this was a this was a really good success. I'm glad that we had this one for this week as our last couple that were pretty even that those were dark, but this one was was good in a good way. Yeah, it's still dark, but not quite as uh... so. Speaking of dark kind of kind of negative things we've gotten some some listener feedback that that maybe we're a little too too critical too down on (laughs) down on stuff all the time and uh which right you know honestly this is probably the most positive reaction we've had or impression we've had from a from weekly challenge since we started started (laughs) the segment but um i decided that uh or or we decided that we should add another uh, shorter, simpler segment that we call "Good News, Everyone." Yeah, no, no, so good no, stuff. Good no stuff copyright about, infringement about intended right. there. No, no good places. So, no, no. yeah. So that we uh, some some good things that had happened. Yeah, uh, go ahead and go ahead and, and and 
toss out something something good from the past week. Tell well, me, tell me something good. Well, my my this one's a little bit of a personal thing more than anything is that that I had. So my daughter had a daughter this week. Oh, and right. Gr- so that that's a, gr- that's a grandpa a big grandpa thing. Mike. Yeah, it's it's weird. I'm I'm 43 years old, which is pretty young. Um, and and my kid is 20 years old. I had her when I was 22 years old. Math. Um, so math, right? Math. Is, That's. Is I mean, not neither of those ages. I mean, maybe today they're below average, but I think my I was when I was born, my parents were 20, and when my sister had her first, she was married at 18, but she was probably. 19 or 20 when uh, my oldest niece was born. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I you're I not outrageous. Like say, oh, it's not no Jerry um, Springer stuff or anything. Right, right. No, the, I know, and I know a lot of people are, are like, um, oh, you know, I'm always young for, to have a kid, but you know, I, I, I do feel pretty young and I, and I'm in decent shape and sure. Good yeah, for sure. Health. I knock on this wood here, <laughs> but, um, it's, uh, it, it was fun. It's, it's interesting have, having a, a, a kid, have a kid, um, I didn't, it, I didn't she, have a, a lot to do with it because she, I was barely in the, I was in the waiting room because mm, the yeah, season going around. Yeah. You could only have like two people go in at a time forever. Uh, so that, that's been really good. And then actually not even, but an hour before the show was the first time I got to hold her. So just, that was just really tonight, today, just tonight, today, or wow. like right before I came home, I, I ran over there and she came home for the first time and I was like, I'm going to go over there and see her. And I got to hold her. I called her a little. She looks like a little turtle. Like those teenage. <laughs> remember that last the the movie, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that just came out not too recently. They showed them when they were kids. Like that's what the, the baby looks like. I don't. Like uh, turtle, we've talked about it on the show. I never got into TMNT, but yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll take your word it's for not, it. It's not. It's not all that great. But the uh, she she looks like one of those CG characters, which is is funny. But anyway, <laughs> that was yeah. That's that was really good and positive and and something pretty. How about something awesome that happened in your world? Um. You know, you didn't have any kids. No, 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 no. <laughs> beat that, buddy. No, 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 no kids or grandkids. Um, you know, I had something before we started, and I'm and I'm <laughs> and I'm drawing up. Oh, now now I remember. Um, I knew it had something to do with Star Trek because I can't talk about anything other than Star Trek. Apparently, um, ah. I am purchased, subscribed to uh, Modifius, the publisher of uh, Star Trek Adventures. They have yes. a product on their on their online store called Warp Factor 1. Well, they have two. They have, okay. they have Warp Factor 1 Warp Factor 2. Uh, the only difference okay. is Warp Factor 2 is the collector's edition. Um, okay. So what it is... And what is this? What it is is for slightly more than probably like 40% on top of the the uh, sticker price of the core rule book you get a physical hard copy of the core rule book and you're pre-purchased for all of the pdf versions you get a pdf of the source book and pdf versions of all of the books that they're going to publish in 1718 though it feels like they're behind on their publishing schedule so that might roll into 19 um but it includes a long list of like um they're publishing a couple books for the different uh um, departments divisions of of starfleet um some books for the different areas of space uh alpha quadrant beta quadrant gamma quadrant probably delta quadrant also some of those might be merged i don't know and uh like a gm's guide 
there might be a couple others that I can't think of, but there was a whole list. And so I'm like, you know, if we keep, once I was fairly sure, certain we were going to keep playing, I was like, I, yeah. I'll probably want all this stuff. And it's not, the system is not popular enough that there are like SRDs or anything where you can look up the information. Like somebody has to own the, the books, the PDFs. Yes. Right. Um, and as the, as the GM, I've, I've taken that upon myself. It it also didn't hurt that um, I bought the PDF of the rule book, the core rule book already. And when I saw that that product and that deal, I was like, "Well, that's good." But I spent eleven dollars on the, or it's it's in pounds because they're a British company. But um, whatever, I bought that PDF already, and so I emailed uh, uh, their tech support, and the guy sent me a code to like cut that much of the price off of this um oh, bundle nice. and i'm like that's like a d- like, double winner I'm like man right you, you you guys are great and so <laughs> i like you and so all of all of that context to, to say that in the last week they've released this the f- second so the first the first two i got a physical copy of the book and i got their first published uh collection of of adventures um yeah. that they call these are the voyagers voyages Yep. And nice, they nice. they've just released the next two books in this in this deal that are the uh, command division source book for captains and admirals and first officers, um, and the beta quadrant guide. Which, if you're familiar with the Star Trek universe, it includes the Klingons, the Romulans. Uh, there's probably some Orion and maybe Tholian. I'm not really sure. Uh, also the, the living campaign that we're doing takes place in the beta quadrant. So I'm assuming there's going to be some details in there. I haven't gotten too deep in those because they're, they're RPG source books. They're kind of dense. They're hard to, they're a little difficult to read, um, which is but the, but whatever. So how, doesn't it feel cool though? Like, especially when you get into, I remember my days of buying, uh, it's like D and D books. I have, I still, I've, I'm one of those weirdos that actually kept my books. I still have like second and third edition and fourth edition. I'm looking right now at my long bookshelf of my fourth well, edition. A, books fun, a funny, it's just fun. A funny it, thing you know? happened. We started out with all PDFs, and when I did this deal, I got a physical copy of the core book. And it's the the one downside is that because of the Star Trek futuristic L, what they call L cars interface. Yeah. The book is printed white text on black paper. It's not. Oh, weird. It, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's glossy. So it's not, I don't think the paper itself is black, but, um, whatever, whatever they had to do to publish this book like this, it smells a little funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, and I'm sure, I'm sure that that will fade, but it's like, if you, it's, it's similar to, if you open a, old book and it's got kind of a musty it's not musty it smells like ink or glue or or something um i like that but smell. i'm i'm all about those old <laughs> the like the old book smell is one thing this is like a weird chemical smell but um I'm, okay. I'm, I'm sure that'll fade with time like it was shrink wrapped and everything it arrived at my at my my house um that same week when we had flooding in the basement and it was oh, yeah. it was on my front porch and and the box was damp and i'm like oh god i hope i did not pay for this oh, and whatever yeah. whatever international shipping from from england to, to have it get wet but it was like 
the book was in shrink wrap that was wrapped in bubble wrap and that was inside the box so the box was damp but the book itself was fine and nice. once i got that i had it in my hands i was like man i, I now i kind of wish i was getting all the books as real books like <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm probably not gonna sit and read them in physical book format because we're we're playing remotely uh Right, you know, and there's no, there's no reason to do any like I'm not going to haul that giant book around when I could read it on my iPad, but yeah. I still like to have it. It's part of that whole like tactile it's ownership the thing, thing in yeah, you. And, I know, and the collector I know that, impulse, just that impulse, yeah. It, it's and it's cool. I, I do, I do like that. And I'm, I see, I'm going to turn a wheel over here just like a little bit. I've got. um the Neverwinter campaign setting, Psionic Powers. This is all for fourth edition D and D. And those books, I don't think I've ever cracked open. Mm. I, I mean, I got them probably as a set or a free, a, a bonus thing or whatever. Right. But I, I love that I can run my hands that they're all exactly the same size. They've got the same kind of binding that look together. It's really neat and it fit on the shelf nice. And some of these, I, I like going to Gen Con and buying it cheap. So if you could see Modifius is like. That's something, a little thing, fun thing for you to do is that you could go into a game store and look on their discount shelf. And yeah. Say, look, there's and one of these. Now that I've, now that I've, you know, bought them essentially in PDFs, I'll probably keep my, because it's, it's a new system with a, a smaller company. I mean, they have a, they have a bunch of other stuff that they do, but they're, you know, they're working in a, in a, a small niche of, of players, um, you know, so I want to support them. But now that I've already paid for the PDFs, I'll probably keep my eyes open at the Gen Con auction and Board Game Geek and whatever for used, you know, somebody else buys it and then quits playing and decides to unload or, you know, whatever, whatever the situation is, you know. It's still kind of neat, you know. I I know some people that would would see that and say, oh, that's a very hoarding kind of mentality. And then somebody had changed the word on me from hoarding to to collecting. Mm -hmm. And I think because... I have several of those things that I that I collect or that I have and that I keep and that I don't get rid of. And one of them is my is my video games. I've kept all my video games, but mm. I keep them all nice and in order and yeah. displayed. Um, it and it's I mean, the difference between say a hoarder who just like shovels it and puts it into a big thing and yeah, whatever. it's it's the different. It's like the difference between being frugal and being cheap, right? Yes, frugality right. is a virtue, and cheapness is a vice. It's um, and it's and it's all about it's all about moderation and scale, right? Like if you you know, I've I've, this is one of the lessons that I picked up in like a personal organization book or or something. Um, If if everything is sentimental, if everything is significant, then nothing is right it can't not every object that belonged to your great great grandma who you never met that you only have the stuff because you're the only grandchild who was willing to take it when when your your parents passed or your grandparents passed or whatever like unless your family is famous the kennedys or something all right you you are not obligated to appoint yourself your family's curator Right. Like, <laughs> right. like pick a couple things that are significant and sentimental to you, ideally ones that are also useful, and then yeah. unload yourself of the rest of it. Don't don't there, <laughs> there's so many, you know, all, all the, the area around me, it's all farmland, but there are within a within a 10 mile radius, there are half a dozen uh, storage unit 
facilities. And when I moved out of my house so that uh, David and his wife could move in for a little while, it took me a long time to find one that had any vacancies. I'm like, what (laughs) the hell is going on that everybody is keeping everything in this, you know, relatively uh, low income rural area that I live in? They got to keep all their their old like records and stuff. Yeah, all of grandma and grandpa's old furniture and. Who even right. who even I mean, who even knows what all? That makes me that makes me want to go through my. I've got a closet that's got kind of my old stuff too that um, that I that I needed to that I need to go through and kind of purge. But I will say that some of that does get pulled out for mm-hmm. Game Weekend that we mentioned before. Like for example, I have stored in there the Millennium Falcon, I have an AT-AT, and I have Snow Speeder, and I never use them, never pull them out, but. During game weekend, they're hanging from the ceiling. They're over in the side, and you know, I've got I bring I pull out my box of transformers and let everybody play with them as they're hanging around, sitting on the couch. So, nice, nice. Yeah, but, I, but otherwise, that they go into the closet for uh, for Christmas. I don't I don't know if I mentioned this on the show, but uh, for Christmas this past year, this is an idea that I got from uh, from Betsy. Uh, I bought a bunch of the three four dollar basic Lego sets. That they sell at the store, they're like, um, they're different colors. Like one's reddish, so it's got pinks and reds, and one's green, one's yellow, one's blue. I bought enough of those to give one to each of my siblings and one for each couple. So my my married sibling, okay. my married siblings got one between them, and they're just like it's a four dollar Lego set. So on Christmas morning, when uh, we're going around opening stuff out of the stockings whoever wants to can like build the little crocodile and little house or whatever out of their little lego set while we're we're sitting there your uh thing about the the transformers reminded me of that right they're just like little fun things that are sitting there yeah 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 so i mean that sounds like a nice little surprise hey not switching over too much but out of our, our fun thing but something i did do fun i wanted to mention earlier and i know you mentioned it too is that we got to go see the game night movie? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was fu- that was fun. I had a I had a good time watching that. I, w- I watched it on Saturday. Uh, Pat, our uh, one of the guests of the show, had called me up and, and said, asked if I wanted to go see that. And I was like, yeah. And then we took Captain Chris and his wife Jen, and we all went to go see Game Night with uh, Jason Bateman. Yep, yep. And I saw that, that was fun. That movie, I think maybe Andrew, my brother, is the only person who I mentioned that name to that name of the film to who had, who knew about it already. He was like, Oh yeah, that looks, that looks funny. Everybody else I talked to from the most nerdy person was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it's a Jason Bateman and uh, Rachel McAdams. I don't know. It like, you know, geek scholar Fox made fun of us a little bit for uh, how often I, I talk about moderated expectations, but looking, <laughs> watching the trailer and knowing that it's made by the the people who made horrible bosses, I'm like, this will probably be terrible, but it but it yeah. might be funny, right? And um, and I I thought it was really good. I did too. I I, I had fun with it. I mean, I, I know that maybe the last couple of weeks we've come through with some you know difficult watches on netflix so maybe this was a properly positioned movie to, to put us into a comedy mode but, right uh I, I know that that several of us were laughing out loud in the theater like i know mm. pat at times was very much like super loud because it was a hilarious scene the, the right the 
I don't know if it was if it was the crowd. I mean, I went to my my local theater that uh, that has a bar, and so I I mean I wasn't drunk because I drove there and drove back, but you know I had I had two beers throughout the the course of the film, and um, yeah, just some of the some of the jokes the the physical the physical gags with the glass coffee table. Oh my god, the best line in the whole thing was. Glass tables are acting really strange today. <laughs> yeah, that that was good. Uh, my personal favorite was, um, wow, that is some cute full circle bullshit. <laughs> That's right, God. I'm like, oh, it's, he's breaking the fourth wall, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, there was so much that, that just worked so well. Um, the, the the thing I liked about the movie is that it 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 just it it not uh, nicely. Uh, closed itself up it had a nice mm-hmm. little story that wasn't complex or it didn't try too hard sure it had some twists here and there which were fun yeah but it that wasn't the point that you were trying to necessarily i know and i know almost like the point of the show was figuring the clue the game night out but that well, wasn't it and, at all and and here's something interesting about it that i did not think about until uh let's see i watched a saturday night and it's monday so i was thinking about it either earlier today or yesterday um and uh, it's funny because last week I talked about the the guess the plot twist game that people play when, quote unquote, play when they're watching movies. And yeah. this movie had possibly the most obvious foreshadowing that I've seen since I tried to watch The Twilight Zone. Right? Like... From one of the first, like after the montage, <laughs> after the montage where they set up um, um, Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams' relationship. Oh yeah, yeah. They introduce this super weird, awkward neighbor. Like <laughs> that dude is the best. In some, of, in in the most uncomfortable, like Larry oh, David esque situations where they're where they're they're standing there and like. He's staring at him. He's talking really slow, very deliberately, very awkwardly. And it's like knowing how the film and, you know, as always spoilers, uh, knowing how the how the film goes. I'm like, oh, I see. They're trying to say, like, pay attention to this character. He's important. Right. right. Like, how can we how can we say that in a more obvious way? Let's. Let's make all the scenes longer and slower. And I'll bet I'll bet they tested like they tested it with audiences and nobody saw it because you're not, you know, <laughs> the movie seems really funny. You're not looking for, you know, a twist like that um, right. all the way down oh to, uh, we, you know, we talked about we talked about Dexter. And so when Michael C. Hall shows up, I'm like, oh, man, it's great. And he's like, he's like, wait, you you don't look like an asshole. Do I, do I look like an asshole? One of us has to be the asshole. Otherwise, we're just, and that's, you know. This makes sense, right? Yeah, I, I actually, the, the scene with the, the police officer, the awkward police officer guy, he has he has many great scenes that are just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's why I, thought, I kept thinking of Trotsky the whole time. He, he's a big fan of the uncomfortable in shows. Mm. And I thought this would, this would be his key character. Yeah. Um, when they go to like, to have a game night at his house and he gets excited and he just slowly disappears back from the door. <laughs> <laughs> and 
they're like, we're, I'm not going to go in. The, I'm scared. The, and it's and it's more of that like almost breaking the fourth wall because he disappears. And I think I I saw it with my sister. I think she she was like, what 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 are they supposed to do? You know, like we're at, and and so the character, you know, the um the guy who the plays like, are we supposed to go in? The, the guy who plays Winston. <laughs> Yeah, he's like he's like. Well, what are we supposed to do? We're we supposed to we're supposed to follow follow him in there. You know, we we stay out here. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, and then and then when uh, when Jason Bateman goes in his uh, his home office and <laughs> sees the dog. and sees the memory wall, right? Oh he he <laughs> Jason Bateman makes the exact same sound as like half the people in the theater watching. We're like. Oh right. no! Oh, he's no. like, he's like, oh no, buddy! <laughs> God, I want to watch that show again. <laughs> get it? I gotta, I gotta say, it, it solidifies Jason Bateman to me as like one of the just. He's just as older Jason Bateman. I've known him since he was watched him since he was a young kid doing shows. Oh wow! Uh, his co- comedic stuff when he's been older is just per- spot on. I mean, he really I mean, leans into that. Sort. Of, I mean, to me, it all seems like variations of uh, of Michael Bluth. But oh, it's the same. He's the same character. It's this, but it's but it works. Like it's so funny <laughs> in the the movie. The whatever he picks or however <laughs> you decide that all the way. I mean, probably the most. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen uh, Ozark. I mean, I saw the first episode, so that might be a oh, yeah. that might be a little bit of a um, that one's different. A deviation sure. for him. The the one I think of is. Um, What's it called? The replacement, I want to say, with okay. um, not replacement, the mix-up, okay, with um Jennifer Aniston. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Where he was in Horrible Bosses as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know where he's playing like in in the mix-up, he's playing this like hypochondriac. It's still not super different from most of his roles, yeah. but but uh, you know a little a little bit different. And uh, there's oh, the, the guy who um. The guy who plays Winston, I don't know his name, but yep. Uh, yep. like from New Girl, there, yeah. there's just enough of him. What whatever he says when he's about to climb out the skylight, <laughs> I, I forget now what the line is. It's, he tries to act like Denzel half half the time, is what he tries right, to right. Be. And it's, he's like, you know, we we're here, but but love will set us free or something like that. <laughs> he, falls, and, he goes. Honey, I've done. He's, he's, she's like, door. she's like, oh, sweet, are you okay? He's like, baby, I fell down. I fell down. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so good. He, uh, he's got a. Uh, there, there. When he figures out like that, she didn't date Denzel, and he's like, oh, honey, right? The nose, right? Oh, the, you and, look close. The nose just gives it away. <laughs> and, and and that's this, and that's the same thing. Where like we're watching it, and my sister leans over, and she's like, is that Denzel Washington? I'm like, I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. And we're like, we're really like, it? I don't, he's wearing a hat. Like it's clearly, you know, right. it's, it's part of the bit that they're doing, but it right. it just, it works so well. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, Jason Bateman plays, he plays uh, the, the, the relatable character. That's why he's, yeah. I think people like him so much. Yeah. He's the one that the, the audience is. He's the one that right. the point man that you're, you're in the, the show and, Everything is going crazy in all of his his shows, crazy around him, and he's just like, I don't know what's happening with the world. That's true. Just like it's true. as if you were there. So when you know he's he's dealing with his neighbor or his brother the, and all as, this crazy stuff. As as they as they call it, he's the straight character. 
not yeah he's a straight not straight orientation straight but the yeah, n- normal the straight, the, the, the straight man yeah right and, but he plays his he plays his that's what i said his comedic timing is perfect because it's it's hard to do the straight man and not and you've got to have your timing of like astonishment and sometimes he just holds his mouth like the whole scene when they're getting the bullet out of his hand you know you just <laughs> suspend this belief that he that, that he can't he can't feel it <laughs> he's, or he's got the squeaky toy in his mouth <laughs> holding it <laughs> As they're trying to pull the, as, the bullet out, he's as, squeaking it. As soon as, as soon as she pulled, like she's taking <laughs> stuff out of the bag, and you know they make the joke about the Chardonnay, and she yeah. she pulls out that dog tie dog toy, and as I don't know if I've talked about on the show, my my parents uh, breed breed dogs, and so that they're dogs. Yeah. I'm around dogs all the time, and I'm like. I uh, like oh I I see where they're going with this squeak toy. They're going to do they're going to do a little foley work and some some physical comedy with <laughs> and they did. So just just for a second, you know, you It wasn't it wasn't overdone. It wasn't Charlie Chaplin swallowing a whistle, but uh right. it no, was no, no. it was really they're good. like oh we got, we got an exit hole. And then when they he he gets stabbed in the bullet hole. Right. <laughs> Honey, they stabbed you in the bullet hole. And I think I think that was another one my sister said just as he said, like right in the bullet hole. Right in the bullet hole. And then and then his what's at the end his brother goes, "Oh, look, you get you get bungee cords and you go straight to the naughty place." Straight to the naughty place. I also loved when uh the the cop the awkward neighbor cop saves them. And he, what, whatever uh, Michael C. Hall's character name is, he's like, he's like, it's okay, Gary, we got this. You can get up now. And <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't move. And the neighbor's like, he's like, I'm just messing with you. That would have been crazy if he'd gotten that up, right? <laughs> That's right. That's he in there. Oh God. Oh, that, that, <laughs> so that was, I guess, what we're both saying. We love that show. It's funny. It's got a lot of comedic stuff. All the, I mean, like all the way through. Yeah, it's just nice and if, paced. If you and, and then if we, you haven't seen it, you shouldn't still be listening to us because we just spoiled it all. But oh man, uh, and I'm going to spoil even a better one. Like when they go down to the white white people's house and they're like, "It's a Fight Club." Oh yeah, <laughs> when an actual Fight the, Club. They they walked into the mansion and there's nobody around. Like they just walk in and that's awkward for a second. And you're like, <laughs> okay, the the service the maid staff don't care. So the, right. there's something going on and. You hear a little sound, and my first thought is rave. Like almost immediately afterward, I'm like, "Nope, it's gonna be the Fight Club." It's gonna be because that guy was like the Fight Club. Like they foreshadowed this Fight Club thing. It's rule thirds. He talked about it twice, and now it's gonna be real. Like, yeah. Oh, and then they had was it the racist joke they had in there when when the guy kept bringing um, the crazy, the really dumb girls girlfriends over, and they're doing the the charades or something, and they're, they're like, they're like. Uh, more successful than anybody on the planet. She goes, white people. And they were like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, my God. You know what? I'll tell you what. There was one scene that was was interesting that that took me out of it. And and I'm going to blame – I want to blame Fox, but I'm not sure it's Fox's fault. Um, Fox, 20th Century Fox or our friend Fox? Our friend Fox. Okay. Uh, it, it's the it's the things that that Fox inspires me to to pay attention to more oh, cinematography. And, once you know how the sausage is made, yes. Um, I I was watching the scene that was intentionally one shot. It was at the after they did the Fight Club and they have the Fabergé egg. Which, by the way, when they broke it, I laughed out loud. <laughs> um, uh, they, when they, when, when that the, when that scene started, sorry, I don't want to interrupt your flow, but I'm talk, yeah. talking about this this Run P app that I use. 
And um, yep. I, I've been using it more since I go to the theater with the bar because I want to know when is a good window for me to go get a second beer. <laughs> and, be right. you know, so I can read the descriptions. And the first the first break is right before um, she shoots his hand when they're, they're dancing to a song on the jukebox. The second one, or maybe the third one, is when they're doing that egg scene. You're like, okay, oh, this yeah. is this is going to be a little slapstick. As soon as it starts happening and people are running with this value, quote unquote, valuable Fabergé egg, um, we're like, oh, I see what's going to happen. Like they're going to go through all of this. There are going to be a bunch of crazy ways that it doesn't break, and then it's going to break in some really trivial way. Right. Right. Like right. we've all seen that done. But, but they didn't break it until like later when when you had gotten they past wait, the point where okay, they waited a long time for that payoff. Yeah, and 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 I didn't expect like after they had like successfully made it through the shot, and then they were fine, and they had it the whole time. I'm like, okay, well, okay, they they didn't go for that cheap mm-hmm, cheap hit, mm-hmm. and I had just totally forgotten about it. And then they hit the brakes, and I was like, oh my god, that was so perfect. Which is which is a good way to pull that off. It's um, it's a little subversive. It, it was, um, but back to what anyway, I said though. Anyway, that, that, that shot, that shot. There's a shot they have where they steal the egg. It's this, you know. Uh, Fabergé egg that they can't they can't break and then the whole camera it's one shot at least it's made to be that way where they go through this huge mansion and they're going through all these rooms and the camera is just following all this very choreographed like chase okay. through the house and I don't know that, that I even whole noticed scene that, I kept huh I don't know that I even like, noticed that but now that you oh, yeah, say it I'm thinking about it they don't they don't the camera doesn't stop it's one camera and it goes above the balcony and then down below and they're tossing it and it just keeps following them and it never breaks. Mm-hmm. And that whole shot I kept, it, it took me out because I was all of a sudden paying attention to what the cameraman was doing. I knew yeah. like, Oh, this is taking tons of choreography and practicing and, and shooting and doing, doing this is definitely, definitely something that they'll teach in schools and like, Oh, here's a scene where they show this example of this. And that all of a sudden took me out of the took, moment. Took you out of the moment. Mean, it's, I mean, it did. I mean, to be fair, it's a moment that is slapstick physical comedy, so you know it's not like uh, I I don't I mean you feel like it spoiled it for you than than it did, but no, I didn't say it it's spo- that it kind did, of like it, it did because only because I overthought it. So, like, suddenly, suddenly you that. were aware of it. Yeah, it's like yes. um, in music. Uh, what I want to say, virtuoso. I don't think that's the right word. There's a word for um, like gratuitous showy uh performance it's just like and and especially in a case like this it's it's almost inside baseball where it's like if you're not it was if you're not attuned to those kind of things um it doesn't uh it, it it has like it doesn't mean anything it's like a really difficult like woodworking joint like a dovetail or something that only another woodworker can can recognize as something impressive right and, and for that moment i i all of a sudden realized like this is this is why i thought of fox I was like this is what fox must feel like on, for so many things because he's such a student of the of the movie and, and film filmmaking yeah. when you watch these things that all of a sudden i wonder how many how many times you're watching a show you're you're taken out of it because of like oh they're this is the, how the camera and the director and the technique yeah like that. it's it's like simple things like once you know about the rule of thirds in framing yeah you see it all the time yeah or so, and, so, the, and that was the first time that happened to me and I, it, it was yeah. it was cool but they did it well um, but anyway that that was the only thing that, that threw me out that the movie is 
great, hilarious. I, I'll watch it again just for the things that made me laugh tonight again, um, <laughs> watching it. And, and you know, the, the cop and was a little annoying at the beginning, but exactly for the reasons when, you yeah, said. When you get to the end, when you get to the end, you understand why. Yeah, yeah and you sure. love him so much at the end, you know, especially <laughs> with the credits. They did great credit scenes, like yeah. where they're showing the people yeah. and that we stayed at, we, you know, Marvel makes you stay in the theater so you can watch the taglines the whole theater sat and watched that those credits yeah as they were going which, through which oh, are nothing it's not good. it's not spoiling another movie it's just it's just more jokes like the the printed letter back from frito-lays like no we <laughs> we do not run any three for one specials on the <laughs> i i laughed out loud at that that was great and it's got the, got the voice changer and the setting on it is monster or it's set right up. right <laughs> he, he sounds, uh, he the, the dumb like guy was even funny too like it was almost it was almost a little too much but the the way right. that they the way that they build the relationship between between those two characters and I know her from uh a show called Catastrophe I don't know if you've seen oh, that Oh that's a great show that's a, by the way that's, that's a great. really good show with um a couple episodes with Carrie Fisher uh, Yes it's her last show she did before uh, before she passed Yeah and and yeah if we we could talk about that a whole episode thing, Yeah if you haven't yeah. seen Catastrophe, that's a great one too. That's a, a wholly uncomfortable show that you will feel <laughs> uncomfortable the whole time. But man, is it good! Like great acting. It's a little bit real in, world type thing. in the same like appropriate inappropriateness level of uh, of Shameless, but yes, with right, right. with kind of different. You, the, a lot of a lot of the story comes down to culture shock uh, because it's an American man and a. English Irish uh, woman. Irish, Irish. Remember, she's Irish. She, she's Irish, but they're living in in <laughs> England. But uh, right, yeah. And then they show her. They show the IDs. Yes. In, in funny ways, it's like not everyone's okay, ID. Right. It's like a Panera card or whatever. And her, uh, she's got an Versus Irish passport. Irish one. Yeah. So th- so yeah, Game Night was awesome. That was that was definitely one that if you want to go watch a movie that's fun, lighthearted, alternative to some of the things that are out there go see black panther and then if you <laughs> after you've seen black panther go see game night for sure for sure I, I did see a wrinkle in time which was we could talk about sometime if you see it yeah i haven't um, seen it yet, I, wa- so. I, I will say in in the, the three words that i'll say before in case you do watch it we talk about it um the words i would use is magical inspirational and every every young girl should watch it just just because it's fun empowering and adventurous okay, okay. so yeah yeah we very good we we didn't we didn't watch it because it was just uh my sister and i my i mean all my siblings are younger than me but my older sister um went and saw game night partly because i knew that it it was probably not going to be appropriate for my younger sister which it's like there's some language but for the most part it's okay like aside from the bungee cord thing which is there (laughs) isn't really that much to that um And I was pretty sure that my younger sister was going to want to see Wrinkle in Time, uh, right. and so so we didn't see that. But yeah, it, that's a good one. Um, watch that so we're 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 just about out of time. What uh, what do you want to do for next week's weekly challenge? Uh, so I'd like the idea of saying something upbeat and positive. Um, still, I'm in the happy mood of watching the the, the things that we've watched, and even though. Um, into the effing world was a as a dark a dark thing. It still had good lighthearted moments that that I like. I'd, I like I'd call it like dark that. comedy. Dark comedy. Uh, so so I was looking at um, 
Oh, I wouldn't say it's a great looking show, but it does <laughs> have throwbacks to um, old 90s sitcoms. There's a show, I think it's a Netflix original, called Disjointed with Kathy Bates. Okay. Have you seen that one or heard of I, that one? I haven't. Is that um, marijuana themed? It is marijuana themed. Disjointed. So it's got a yeah, laugh track. That's, 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 that's the first thing that's important. Um, okay. I saw, interesting. I saw, interesting. I saw like a half an episode of it. So I haven't watched. I I don't have any jump really on you there, um, but it it's it's got a laugh track, so it feels kind of like um, everybody loves Raymond type. Yeah. Thing. More more recently, um, my family and I watched uh, Last Man Standing with Tim Allen. Yes. Um, which was okay. yes yes. Which was very funny. There's a there's an interesting conversation about laugh tracks. They get a they get a bad rap, but uh, I'll save that for next week when we talk yeah, about the show. Week. Yeah, so so I thought that one would be fun because it's it's good and it's a uh, some bite sized episodes. I'm not sure. How, I think they've got two seasons, so we should watch. I don't know. I think they're 20 minutes. So what were we aiming three or four like we did this last week? Yeah, I think we I think we targeted four and ended up watching the whole show. So let's um, right, right. whatever it is, we have to be on the same page. Otherwise, we're talking about different things. Let's but. do four. let's do four. I can do okay. four. That's that's easy. It's it's you know two two different. Yeah, if it's if it's uh stage sitcom style or live audience sitcom whatever you want to call that uh it probably won't be uh what's the word i'm looking for i want to say compelling and engaging but saying saying that it's not <laughs> saying it's not compelling or not engaging sounds derogatory so i don't i don't know it probably won't be like that much of a that compelling or engaging that will right. will be uh compelled or engaged to it's, it's to watch to, to watch the whole season all in one sure all in one sitting it's 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 interesting because it's kathy bates selling weed and and it's yeah. not like weeds like the show weeds it's not heavy like that the i guess the premise of just disjointed is that uh this lady was been going and and championing 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 you know big a champion of championing uh, legalizing that's it legalizing marijuana and she, right. I think this show takes place in either Washington or Colorado, and they have legalized marijuana, and so she's very hippie-esque. Yeah, she looks she, she looks like up, an old hippie. She does. And she opens up her own um, pot uh, store. And dispensary? So sell, dispensary, that's what they're... Why are they called dispensary? Why are they called, like, uh, uh, beer stores, just beer dispensaries? That's weird. Um, but, mm. so yeah, that, and she opens it up and with her, like, son and something. And mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. comedic premise. So that that sounds um, pretty good. How's that sound? Good. Yep we'll give we'll give it a try. Something, if not lighthearted, it should at least be funny. And I can't imagine a stage sitcom not being at least mostly lighthearted. I mean, I watched mm-hmm. How I Met right. Your Mother and most of Friends, and while those had serious moments, they were generally upbeat and funny. Hey, something I wanted to throw out to our uh, before we head out here for the night, I wanted to throw out to our um, our listeners is that we had started with several of our friends and several of our um, uh, our podcast um, hosts or co-hosts have come on. We started a, an app called FML, which is uh, Fantasy Movie League, and we'll talk about it maybe next week a little bit more. Yeah, we're still um, but, we're still figuring out what it is, but right or not how um, not what it, it is, the, but the premise how it works. Go ahead. Right, but the premise is is sounds pretty sound, and and we'll we'll report back on it. But if anybody else is out there thinking about joining us in something like that, send us a, a, a message on the FML. We've got our own our own um, league, league that you can join, 
Um, and you can join Dennis and I on some things like that. So send us a message. And where do they get our message stump? Oh, yeah. Well, they can go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com slash 29. This is episode 29. We're almost to 30. That's nice. Awesome. We'll get to there a year before we know it. Another milestone. Um, Yeah. And you can send you can send a message there to us and and we'll get right back to you and let you know what our username and password is for the the FML League. Let us know if we if we screwed something up, which I'm I'm sure we did. Actually, I was going to say this at the top of the show. Um last week talking about the oscars voting system Mm -hmm. i said that the academy or whatever is trying to achieve plurality with their votes that's actually the opposite of what i meant um (laughs) and i had to google it to make sure because it's not something i talk about on a regular basis um plurality means that one option has more votes than any other contrasted with majority where one option has at least half, right? Fifty-one okay. percent, or what? 50, over fifty percent of the votes. Uh, it's fifty-one. If you have an exact right, they're trying to get true majority. Okay. So, corrections cool. there at the end well, of the show. Well, I think we got it, man. I, I think we only saved like a couple lives, but I think a, if people couple, are listening and they, they watch Game Night, they'll um, feel positive, get out of the you, depression. And yeah, I was I was going to say this. If, you, if you're interested in uh, the iOS, I assume that it's just iOS. It could be on Android, but I don't mm-hmm. know too many people still on Android. Um, uh, Fantasy Movie League, FML, is like fantasy football or other fantasy sports games except for movies you have an imaginary yes. imaginary theater that you stock with films that have varying costs and then mm-hmm. see how well your theater did based on how well those actual movies did in real theaters um right. and there's a it's a season so it goes so so much and then there's winners and losers yeah and it's a couple couple, like couple weeks and we'll have more details information probably next week but right, uh cool. that's that's it for us um all right until next time i'm dennis and i'm michael for the front porch all right everybody take it easy